Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. Hey, I'm glad you're here with us today. We're talking about a subject that affects and impacts every single one of us. Our topic for today is mental health. Today, I want to share with you a couple of scriptures and thoughts as it pertains to mental health in the church. And then I want to turn it over to a conversation that I was able to have this week with Kathy Bell and Carolyn Cook. Now, Kathy had approached me about four years ago and just expressed a desire to begin helping and supporting our church with mental health resources of various kinds, and she has been working hard behind the scenes. I'm so glad to be able to have these two voices part of this conversation and to share this content with you, and maybe it's just a start, but as a church, we are committed um, to resourcing people to help them live the fullest life possible, spirit, soul, and body. So I hope this is helpful. Enjoy. Um, you may be wondering, why is this topic relevant? Well, that should be obvious. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Here in Ontario, we're in a stay-at-home order. Kids are at home. Lots of things changing. Lots of tensions for so many people. Uh, taking care of our mental and emotional health becomes very critical at a time like this. Some of you may be wondering, hey, um, why would the church focus on this? Shouldn't we be talking about the Bible? Shouldn't we be talking about theology? Well, I would make the case that this is a biblical conversation. The Bible has so much to say about our thoughts, about our emotional and physical well-being, and how it connects to our spiritual belief and our trust in God. So this is an extremely relevant conversation for every single one of us. You know, uh, over the years, the church has always tended towards over-spiritualizing things. Uh, This isn't new. It's not new in my generation or in ours. Uh, But it's actually something that happened in the first century. I was reading in the letter of James, which was written by Jesus' brother. And and he writes these words in the second chapter, uh, around verse 18. He says, If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, okay, they're cold, they're hungry, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled. He's like, Listen, if you over-spiritualize everything, you're going to have a tendency to see someone with a physical or emotional need and be like, I got a verse for you. I'm going to pray for you. May God help you with that. I'm praying and we should pray and we should share verses. But he goes on to say that if you see that and you don't give them the things they need for the body, what good is that? How good is a faith that is only spiritual and never connects with people's minds and bodies? And so even in the first century, people were already starting to over-spiritualize things. In fact, in the first century, like within the first hundred years of Christianity, a doctrine began to emerge called Gnosticism. And it's hard to define Gnosticism, but I'll tell you this. What, one of the key elements to it is this idea that our spiritual, the spiritual aspect of us is eternal, it's important that God came to save our spirits, that one day you and I will exist in heaven, we'll be floating around in heaven with God as spiritual beings, and our bodies, not important. Our bodies, sinful. Our bodies, temporary. You can think of it this way, like an Amazon package shows up at your door and they're always the wrong size. You get this huge box and there's something small inside, but you, you rip open that Amazon box and you take out what's inside and you're like, oh, this is valuable. And we, what do we do? We throw the box, we recycle it, we get rid of it. Not important, not valuable. That's how Gnosticism views our bodies. And so it's like spiritual things are important, physical things, emotional things, and not so important. The early church and true Christian doctrine do not agree with Gnosticism. This was determined by the early church fathers to be a heretical way to look at the Christian faith. 
And we see this in James, uh, sorry, not in James, in Paul's writing. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, I want to show this scripture. We'll put it up on the screen for you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, Paul says this. Now may the God of peace himself, I mean God, the God who created everything, this is what he cares about. May he sanctify you completely. May he purify you. May he make you whole. May he cleanse you completely. And here's how he says it. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul says is God is not just interested in the spiritual part of you. He's interested in your spirit, your soul, and your body. You see, God has created you and me to be three-part beings. Okay, So over here we got spirit, soul, mind, will, emotions, and body. Okay, And there are these three aspects, and all of this is you. Again, Gnosticism says this is the only thing that matters. And we are in danger as churches when we say, I'm just going to pray for you, give you a verse, but I'm not going to help you with what your body and soul needs. God actually wants to sanctify, make us whole and healthy in all three dimensions. That's what Paul says. You see, the true Christian doctrine is that one day Jesus returns and we get new bodies. And we live in physical bodies with our mind and soul and our spirit all as one with God here on the earth. We don't just float around as spiritual beings. God has created our bodies, he's created our minds, and we are spirit beings, and all of this is you, and God cares about every single aspect of it. Now, here's one of the things that's really important. Each of these is deeply interconnected. What happens at the body level affects what happens at the mind level. What happens at the mind level impacts and is influenced by the spirit. And so each of these, I mean, where does, one, where does your body stop and your thoughts and emotions begin? Where does your thoughts, emotion, and personality begin and end? And where does your identity and the essence of who you are as a spiritual person begin? It's, it's like this. And they're deeply connected. So as a church, it is important for us to go to the scriptures, to the whole counsel of God, and say, what does God say about all of these aspects? And how does living out our faith, spirit, soul, and body, work out? That's what this conversation is about uh, Paul finishes that text by saying this, He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. God is at work, spirit, soul, and body in your life. He cares about all of these aspects. And he's at work, and he will fulfill what he begins in you. But guess what? We're going to have to be careful what we eat. We need friends. Uh, sometimes we need scripture. We always need scripture. But sometimes we need to hear a verse that will change the way we think. Sometimes we need a shoulder to cry on. We need relationships, community, uh, all of these aspects across the spectrum that's what we want to talk about in our conversation. I hope this is helpful to you as a church. We want to be a church that focuses on the gospel and the scriptures, but that also equips and resources you and me to live out our faith, spirit, soul, and body. So I'm going to turn it over to my conversation with Kathy and Carolyn. I hope you enjoy. Well, I want to, uh, to welcome to this call uh, Kathy Bell and Carolyn Cook. Two amazing ladies that have been at work in the mental health space here in our church and providing supports and resources and wanted to have a conversation with you guys. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> great, great to have you guys here. And I know this stay-at-home order, um, this is one way that we can have conversations that I hope will, will help the people of our church as we think through something that is very relevant. And the, the timing of this is kind of around Bell Let's Talk Week. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of the darkest time of the year. And obviously, I think mental health is is something that's more prevalent at this time, but it's always relevant issue to talk about. So 
Um, I wanted to kind of begin our conversation just by talking about what is mental health, because I think people sometimes think it's really bad stuff, which it can be, or really, you know, people just think of it in lots of different ways. So um, can you speak a little bit to what, what mental health is when we're talking about that as a conversation? Sure. Well, and I think, as you said, it, when people hear the term mental health, they think mental illness, but it's not just mental illness. It's on a continuum and there's mental illness on one end and mental wellness on the other end. And each of us is somewhere along that line. And we all need to work hard to try and maintain ourselves in the mental wellness side of the spectrum. But I think even people who have been diagnosed with uh, a mental illness, we probably think of schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorder. Even those people, if they are getting appropriate treatment, if they are, have tools and strategies in place, they're not going to stay at that illness side either. They can move towards the wellness side. And it's about us becoming resilient and feeling good about ourselves and being able to manage and control our emotions. But... Um, yeah, so and it can happen to anybody at any time for any different reason. Um, we may feel really well today, but we could experience a trauma. We could be involved in an accident. There could be a loss and anything like that. A physical illness could move us along that spectrum. So it's really important for all of us at any time to have tools in place to see that coming and to be able to handle it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really good because, I again, I think when I talk about this with people, sometimes they just sort of, they think instantly of depression or suicidal thought, like mm. they go to an extreme. That's obviously very important. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I don't struggle with anything that's really a big deal. So mental health's not an issue for me. It's an issue for all of us because we're mm -hmm. somewhere on that Absolutely. spectrum between wellness mm -hmm. and not wellness, you know, mentally and emotionally. So um, that, that's really helpful. So I think, so that really applies to anybody, kids, Moms staying at home, Absolutely. dads at work, anybody yeah. in their field. I mean, and I, I think, too, one of the things we didn't really talk about ahead of this call was just like this idea of how COVID stay at home order. Like how, how might that be kind of affecting mm. mental health for all of us? Like what what are what are the increased stressors that we're seeing because of that? Uh, there's a lot of uh, issues with people at home, people who haven't been at home with their spouses and spending that much time together, realistically, <laughs> right? Um, kids, you've got the stress, you know, going on online school, coming back off of it. Uh, you can see grandma today, you can't see grandma tomorrow, everything's in upheaval, right? And uh, this is just, I think, accentuating what's already happening to everybody. And I've had a lot of conversations with people where they start to experience depression, anxiety, whatever it is, and they've never talked about their mental health. And then when they start to realize it, they look back and go, oh my goodness, I was in a bad spot multiple times, but I, dev I never recognized it well, as a mental health issue. But it was there all along and I never dealt with it. But I think COVID's really bringing a lot of that to light. Yeah. So you could almost say, like, I think for a lot of people, as they're, they're hearing this, would, it, would be, it would be good to remind people that if you feel like you're struggling with mental health right now, that shouldn't be a surprise with no. what's going on, with those extra stressors and factors. Like, um, yeah, it, it shouldn't be catching us too far off guard, right? Like, And it's not only people who have the extra stressors, but it's also people who all of a sudden now have lost all the community around them who are, like, alone 
And that, and that maybe doesn't seem like a stressor, but it, it, it's a huge stressor. You don't have that community relationship that people really need to be whole as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, ask you about was this idea of, um, in my intro, I talked a little bit about how spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, there's a deep interconnection. So we can't separate our body from our mind and we can't separate our mind from our spirit. They're all deeply connected. And so I believe that one, what happens at one affects the other and can roll in different directions. So I wanted to just ask you about that connection. Do you, do you think that's a fair assessment of how God has created us and how we sort of approach our health? Absolutely, because we are, we are one body, right? Our brain is as much a part of our body as our heart or any other part. So, I mean, even if you think about eating from a nutritional standpoint, your brain needs certain nutrients to function well. And if you're not eating well, then that's not happening. And we all know that if you're not sleeping well, then you've got that brain fog and you're absolutely not at your best if you're not sleeping well. And I know um, that scientifically it's even been proven that getting outside for physical activity for 20 minutes a day is as good as medication for helping someone with, with, with depression. And so like there's no way that you can separate them. They're so intertwined with each other. So yeah, it's, it's hard work. And I think that goes for physical well-being as well as mental well-being it's not easy mm-hmm. and that's the other thing that we have to remember but it's something that that we work at and that's why i loved your this sermon series we've been through it's like you know taking those steps yeah in that direction yeah so would you think that perhaps like if you're if you're struggling with thoughts that are of anxiety or depression or something like that at the mental level maybe you can't sort that out and figure out but you might be able to take a small step in changing your diet or sleeping better or changing some of those small things that will ultimately help you to think clear and move in a good direction. So there's, there's something you can do perhaps, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I wanted to ask Carolyn too, like, what do you think about the connection? We talked, just talked about the physical sleeping and eating. What about on the, on the spiritual side? How does what we're thinking about and what we're sort of taking in spiritually, how does that impact our, our thought life and our, our well being at, at the mental level? Well, I think that's huge. Um, I have found in my life, um, I, I love having worship music on and, you know, that's a huge thing for me. And when you get away from focusing on God and you're like, you know, right now, what do we do? We binge Netflix, right? Because we have nothing else to do. And then all of a sudden you're finding yourself depressed, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, wow. But um, if if you're putting all these different factors into your body and your mind, but you're not focusing on mm-hmm. God, that can change huge huge yeah for sure and i think that's that's again one of the roles of the church is to help remind people on the spiritual end but i I think there's work to be done at the church level on also helping people put the right things in place and resources and tools so one of the one of the tools that we've offered in the past thanks to to kathy who really sort of helped establish this is uh, we've had a group running in the past and is continuing to run called hope and resilience and uh, maybe, Kathy, could you tell us a little bit about what that group has been and sort of what it does and, and how it functions a bit? Sure. Yeah, it's just been a small group of us getting together. And it's really about developing community within the group. We pray for each other, support and, and encourage each other. And we also talk about different um, tools and strategies. Like there's certainly, of course, um, an agenda that we go through, but people are you know open to share things that have worked for them that are outside of the 
the group. And so it's really different things will work for different people. So it's just encouraging people to take what they want from that group and to be able to build themselves a, a, a tool belt. I mean, and we'll talk about, you know, finding our, as Carolyn said, talk, finding about our hope in Christ. And um, we talk about mental health recovery and, and knowing that it is possible to become well. We talk about our identity in Christ and really our, our importance as members of the body of Christ to rely on each other as that. And then we talk about um, some of the more practical things like uh, managing the stresses in your life, um, thinking about our thoughts, um, cycles and triggers, becoming aware of them, things like um, for people who have suffered a loss, sometimes it's an anniversary or sometimes you're in a situation that you know causes you to be triggered and it's being aware of those things. And then self-care, rest, relaxation, joy, and, and the importance of scheduling that into your day. Mm-hmm. And grieving, what, what you've lost. I mean, sometimes we think of grieving as the loss of a person, but for people who have been diagnosed with a, with a mental illness, it could be a job that they've lost or friends or community, and, and those things need to be grieved as well, and giving yourself grace about that. And then um, we also talk about forgiveness and boundaries, having healthy boundaries in place for ourselves to keep ourselves well and, and for others who may not be contributing to our wellness. And that's basically the, the topics that, that we cover throughout the, the eight weeks. That sounds very comprehensive. It kind of covers the whole gamut, which is, which is incredible. <laughs> so to break that down just a little bit, again, for those watching today uh, on our service, is just really to think through, um, are there some, some helpful tools that you could share today? Maybe, maybe some examples, some stories, uh, little things that, that people watching today um, could try, whether they're wherever they are on the spectrum of their mental health towards wellness. Um, are, are there some, some small things that people could start with today that would help them um, to, to move and take a step in that direction. So uh, whichever of you wants to jump in on this, you can go right ahead. Um, I was just going to say, um, talking through my own journey, that one of the biggest things is talking and talking to other people. And uh, growing up in the church and uh, coming to a place where I started to have anxiety in my life, uh, as Nathan talked about, the church uh, didn't always know how to deal with it. It was, here's the scripture, and I'll pray for you, and you just go on your way, right? And I felt so much guilt and shame that I didn't seem to have enough faith to get over my issues. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been a long journey, right? But um, I find it amazing that we're doing something like this, but like the Hope and Resilience Group to get together with some people that have a similar experience or, you know, and you can just talk through things, um, but sharing and talking with somebody and having that um, you know, you can have your doctor, you can have medication for whatever you're dealing with, for whatever stage you are in your mental health, but being able to have the spiritual tools to pair it and be able to apply God's word to that situation is just like amazing. Yeah, that's really good. I, I agree with you growing up in the church. I, re- I really felt like it was yeah, trust God, but they didn't give you tools for how to take the steps to trust God or how to... Ooh. Uh, take steps that you know a lot of it's in the bible they just it just kind of got ignored it was it was all faith which is really important mm-hmm. but um, not a lot of format for how to kind of move things forward so yeah that, that's that's really great reminder any any other tools well one of the things that i think is really important is talk is and i mentioned it earlier is about thinking about our thoughts and i had a quote from craig rochelle 
our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts, but our thoughts are not always truth. And I think that's a big issue for anybody, right? We have, we have thoughts in our mind and they're things we would not say to anybody else, but we have them in our mind and, and we've got just a few tools and, and we call it the three R's, which is to recognize, replace, or recognize, refuse, and replace those thoughts. Yeah. And I came across yeah. another acronym called ANTS, which is Automatic Negative Thoughts. So when you have one of those thoughts, then you can say, oh, there's one of those ANTS. So I, I recognize that I've had the thought. Then I have to say, no, that thought is not truth. Yeah. And how do I replace that thought? And, and scripture is often very good at finding ways to replace that when you, you, know, when you think you're not worthy, worth anything. I mean, one of the, the chapters, like Romans 8, has so many beautiful verses in it that you can use to, you know, to say to yourself. I mean, I know one that um, I often use is Psalm 139. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that becomes more of your, you know, when you start to think other thoughts, you go, no, this is what God says about me. And to, to look at it that way. Yeah. In the, the lockdown, and this is for everybody, get outside, get exercise, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like it's the worst time of year to possibly be in a lockdown. And wherever you are in your mental health, get outside, get some sunshine, do some exercise, turn off devices right just shut all that stuff down and just do something it's just seems so simple but it's so huge yeah you know i years ago when my wife and i when jess and i were first married we lived um we lived with an an elderly german woman she was a chef brilliant loved the lord but i remember i was at the time i was having acid reflux i was stressed out and my body was having this strain i was getting the doctors to check it and she says you know what you need so you need to take a walk every day in the woods. You you need to stop eating that that fast food and eat eat nutritious food. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let the doctors. But she was right. <laughs> there were yeah. there were some really simple things that I could change that that really did help. So yeah. <laughs> For those that are that that didn't tune into last week's message, uh, which was Levi Lusco, but he talked mm-hmm. he talked a fair bit about sleep. So I won't reiterate those points. But if if you yeah. If you struggle with getting good sleep, you can watch that message. He talks mm. about light and times and schedules and winding down before bed. So we won't reiterate that. But as Kathy mentioned earlier, sleep is super important. And so that, that could oh, be yeah. a resource to, to check out. And the other thing is yeah, diet, of course, right? Uh, healthy eating, what you're putting in your body. Um, you know, if you're sitting in your basement all day watching Netflix, eating sugar and drinking loads of caffeine, yeah, your mental health is not going to be very good, right? Um, And there's tons of resources about eating properly to help your body to fuel it properly because you're fueling your mind, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's been a big one through COVID because a lot of people have just taken to eating. I know I had to break myself of the chocolate addiction. (laughs) It just became something to do, right? Oh, more chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that is a huge one as well. And another one, I think gratitude is another thing that's scientifically yeah. proven, right? To just spend yeah. time and, and it's a way to start each day as well, being grateful for things that are going on in your, in your life. And at the end of the day too, like as you're winding down and we talked about that sleep cycle is to, I mean, think about things that went well, if you got out for a walk, even if it was only five minutes, right? If mm-hmm. you, didn't eat that chocolate today. It doesn't have to be huge and things, but just 
to end the day knowing things that you did positively well and finding things that bring joy. And what I really like is when I've been doing the research on this is about using all of your senses and the creativity that you, that God has given you. Like you can um, show your gratitude. You can do it by taking pictures of things that bring you joy or painting or, and that can be done as a family, right? When you've got kids, you can do that as a family at dinner time. What went well with your day today and, and share those things with each other mm-hmm. and using your senses, like what. What scents, what smells bring you joy? What sights bring you joy? What sounds bring you joy? And, and knowing that when you're out in your walk in creation too, right? You can, you can see things and you can hear things and just all the, it's using your whole body and, and seeing what brings joy and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's really good. So um, I would love to just keep, keep talking. This has been so rich and so good, uh, but I did want to, I did want to ask, uh, both of you, um, where can where can people who are part of our church, or even if you're not and you just found this online and you're watching this conversation, where where can people find more resources, uh, where they could figure out kind of what next steps they could take, what resources are available for them? So the Pathway website has a section. I just have to see where it is under the My Church tab, and you scroll down to resources. And there are a whole bunch of different mental health resources there. There's not um, helplines that that you can call, but there's also um, free counseling. Uh, since COVID, that's, I guess, a positive. A, a lot more of those opportunities have sprung up or you can get online and, and talk to someone. And there's a lot of those resources there as well. There's some information about uh, um, a sort of a Christian meditation app where you can listen to scripture as you're falling to sleep, yep. things like that. And in addition to that, there's um, Right Now Media, which um, our church sort of sponsors that, I guess. Is that the right word? Yeah, so, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot. Of, yeah, we, we pay yeah. for your subscription so that people in our church have access to great resources. And so there's sermon series, Bible stuff, stuff for kids on there. So if you're a part of our church, we'd love to make that available to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they just have to email Todd and he'll give them access, my understanding. And lately, I've been getting a lot of stuff in my mail from Focus on the on the Family. They're mm-hmm. developing a lot of resources there, too. And I just got in the mail this week um, a whole booklet on anxiety. So if you go onto their webpage, they also offer some free counseling. But they have um, a whole section on anxiety. And it's anxiety with your, you know, as a parent, as a, a, in your marriage, dealing with your teens. So it's some really helpful tools that they have there as well. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else, Carolyn? I think, uh, do we have, did you, do we have a Facebook page or a group page that people can oh. do to connect, to connect with you <laughs> and other people in our church? <laughs> Sorry, we just started that and I forgot. So as part of the um, Pathway Facebook, I guess there's now a page that's called Mental Health. And so each day, well, most days, there'll be some sort of tips or links that will direct you to other information that um, could also be very helpful too. And in addition to that, I mean, there's also the opportunity because it's a Facebook page that if people wanted to share a prayer request, if they wanted to connect with someone, they could do that there as well. Awesome. Anything you'd like to add, Carolyn, to that before we wrap it up? I think she covered most of it. Um, I've done a lot of reading uh, from Dr. Caroline Leaf, too. And I think we've talked about her in the past of the church, but she does. uh, She's a scientist. And the amazing thing is she pairs what scientifically happens in your brain when you're going through these mental health issues with what God says. 
And even something simple like um, having her Instagram uh, page, Kathy, like you, you and I shared them back and forth all the time because each day she posts something and you're just like, wow, like, you know what? Today, I'm not going to beat up myself about these thoughts or uh, mm-hmm. these actions I had, or, you know, maybe the next day, it's what God says about you as a person or different steps mm-hmm. you could take towards gratitude. And it's just having those simple reminders, sometimes that are just mm-hmm. like, that's what lasts all day long, and just helps you, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess w- one last thing I wanted to tack onto that is just uh, we're talking about mental health as a sort of a spectrum. We're talking about tips and tools and resources and all those things. But there is also, um, like like your physical body, you can get sick and stay home and recover. There are times when you need care that's outside mm-hmm. of, of that scope. And so uh, we do recognize as a church that we pray for one another, support one another in practical ways. But there are times when you need professional counseling, uh, therapists of various kinds. And so One of the things we wanted to do as a church, especially as part of our COVID response, was to make that available to those who maybe uh, couldn't access it otherwise. And so we're partnering with Shalem Mental Health Network, uh, which would just basically give anyone in our church who needs um, some uh, counseling to be able to access it um, without any charge to them and also kind of reduce the how like make it easy for people to get help that they need and so I know Todd will share some more details about how to get connected with that and uh, if that's I know sometimes the biggest hurdle is just asking for help or making that first call to 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 get set up with a a counselor or therapist and so we just wanted to make that uh, available to those who are part of our church and uh, make sure that we remove any obstacles for folks so um, that's really important. I wanted to ask Carolyn maybe to close in prayer and just pray for our, our church and those watching right now. Um, yeah, this has been really good. Thanks for, for being here and doing this. All right. Dear Lord, thank you that we could just have this chance to uh, meet and discuss something that's so important, Father. And um, as a church, God, We want to cover every aspect we can in our community and help people. And thank you, God, for the resources that we have available now. Um, All the ones Kathy talked about and Nathan. And thank you, God, that we have this opportunity. And I pray, God, you'll just open people's hearts, Father. And wherever stage they're at, God, I pray they feel no guilt or shame or embarrassment about anything they're going through, but be able to feel like they can reach out, God. And uh, thank you that we just have such a loving church father and pastoral staff father that they they're willing to recognize us. And I pray that um, you'll help them as they walk through this, too. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. I hope that that was helpful. Once again, if you go to our website, pathwaylife.com, you can find additional resources, links and all of those types of things. Once again, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this channel. Stay with us each and every week. Uh, Next uh, week, I'm going to be kicking off a brand new series called The Parables of Jesus. And I'm looking forward to walking through uh, 10 or so of the major parables of Jesus over the next seven weeks. So until next time, have a great week.